welcome to Soul Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Mills Gray. A little dose of inspiration, high vibes, fun, and practical tips to help you level up your leadership, learn from others' success, and join us for a natter as I get to know what makes people tick and how they have embraced becoming a soul leader. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my next episode of Soul Leaders. And I'm delighted to introduce a lady all the way over in Australia, um, Megan Young. I'm going to give a little bit of a bio and then I'm going to ask her a few questions. Uh, we've just been chatting off air. And, um, and yeah, she's, she's excited because she is, um, Sydney are, are coming out of their lockdown next week. So we're just discussing a few, few plans for what you're going to do. But let me introduce you. So you're a GP living in Sydney. You have a husband and a puppy. Um, you stopped drinking alcohol in 2018 and your life and health completely transformed. And recently you started health coaching and you work with women who are stressed, burnt out and looking to, to give up give up the give up the drink to stop drinking and so you combine your kind of personal experience and your expertise to stop that binge drinking uh, and I'd love to just hear a little bit more um you know I think good coaches always have a good story to tell um so uh, so can you just give me a little bit of info about that journey that got you to where you are today mm, yeah Sure. Thank you for having me on. So um, in, <laughs> in 2018, um, I, I was, well, I had tried to give up drinking several times before, but in 2018, I really committed to it because I was just so tired of feeling anxious all the time, um, sick of spending the first half of the week feeling sick. And I realized that it was getting in the way of uh, me achieving what I wanted to in life and in my career. So I decided to um, give up drinking um, and I, I didn't use any, um, I didn't go to AA or anything like that. Um, no one was, no one was, um, you know, intervening or telling me to stop, but I knew that, um, you know, I knew that it was bad for my health and I knew that um, if I didn't do something that um, my mental health would get worse. So that was what I did. And since then, um, things have just gotten better and better in every aspect of my life. That's so good. I think um, I, I don't, I, I personally don't drink a huge amount, but I've definitely been there. And I, I can really resonate that feeling of anxiousness um, that, that comes with it. Um, and also, I think when there becomes a time in life where you're like, I just know I need to do this. It's like, there are so many signs that suddenly come mm. from the universe. You're like, I've got to do this. I have to do this now. Can I ask you what was kind of the, what was hard about it? What was easy about it? What was, what did that mm. look like? Um, so what was easy about it was actually just the not drinking. Like it was very, it, I actually found it surprisingly easy to not drink and just to decide to have you know non-alcoholic drinks when I went out instead the hard thing was explaining my choice to other people um, and having people um, understand my choice uh, and uh, I think some people felt a bit judged by my choice especially because everyone around me um, still drinks to some extent um, and or still still used to drink to some extent um, and um, I think 
it was, um, and then also not really knowing what not drinking would look like. Um, I didn't really have anyone that I knew at the time who had stopped drinking. Um, and the sort of the story of stopping drinking was that you get really, really bad and then you um, somebody intervenes and then you go to rehab or you go to AA. And I didn't feel like that was the journey for me. So I didn't, um, so not having a, no, not having a sort of path to follow in that regard was, was also quite hard. And have you managed to bring that in, that sense of almost community into your coaching? Is that quite a strong fundamental of, of the coaching side of it? It, it is, it is. So I think giving, uh, just giving an example of what it looks like to, to not, you know, to not drink and, you know, providing, up, you know, showing that there are plenty of, of people who have made the decision to not drink and it's you know it's not been the death of their social life and you know they they've taken lots of people have taken lots of different paths to to get sober and um and you know it's it, it's not always that traditional sort of you know you need to get really sick um mm-hmm. before you stop drinking alcohol yeah and I think that's really good I think that is key as well in almost all health situations mm-hmm. is to I think like with a car you know in the UK we have to every year our car has to have like a it's called an MOT I don't know what you guys call it but it will be the same kind of thing where Mm. various things get tested and it's like you pass a certificate and your car is ready to run for another year and Mm. I never see that with health and one of my I, I actually originally trained as a nutritional health coach when I sidestepped into coaching that was the sort of path that I started on and it's since moved but I still have a really keen interest in nutrition and in well-being um, one of my biggest bugbears in life is that we often with a traditional medicine route is that we don't get to the root cause of it we just we can we can find a solution and Mm. it's incredible don't get me wrong but there's often that missing step of why is this happening what's causing Mm. it to happen and so the fact that you're a GP how Mm. have you managed to intertwine that that's because it's it's two different types of thinking perhaps I may be wrong maybe all GPs Mm. feel the same Mm. how's that intertwined with your work so I think something that I have found quite, like, I mean, I obviously use some coaching strategies with patients, but it's quite hard in general practice, um, especially um, because you get very, you, you don't get enough time with each patient. There's not the same sort of structure, the same sort of container that you get with coaching where you can, um, where you can provide that ongoing um, support to them and generally speaking um it's not it's a different sort of um it's a different type of commitment um if somebody is um is committing to to coaching then they definitely you know they definitely want to be there most of the time and they're definitely willing to to put in the work um and i'm not you know obviously in general practice there are people who have who face other you know face other barriers um you know institutional barriers and socioeconomic barriers so that can make things quite difficult too um but it, it is a different it is a different approach um and so in in general practice you're not seeing people until they're usually quite 
unwell um, and you're addressing, you know, addressing acute things like making sure people um, are not going into alcohol withdrawal um, and, you know, making sure that they are taking thiamine supplementation. Whereas um, in coaching, you know, people are usually not that unwell. Yeah. They just need that extra support. So with your coaching, do you solely focus on that recovery side of things? Um, Is that something you've niched into? Did you originally start with that? No. So, well, I actually, I, I sort of initially, that was the reason I got into coaching and then I sort of broadened it out to, for, to burnout and um, stress and that sort of thing, because um, that is often, you know, one of the main root causes for, you know, for binge drinking, for over drinking, and it obviously um, leads to other issues as well. So, you know, binge eating and just generally lots of health issues. So I have sort of broadened my focus a bit. Yeah. That's great. And so um, when I ask people to go on a book podcast, I will often say, you know, everybody is a, is a business owner in some, in some shape or form. I asked, you know, what has been um, a strategy to, that, that, that's been part of your growth in your business. And you said about visibility was important, um, which I mm. completely agree with. Um, can you talk me a little bit about how you've overcome that kind of fear of putting yourself out there? What does that journey look like? Yeah, so um, that, that, and that, I think that's definitely been the hardest thing for me is visibility and also the fear of the fear of putting myself out there and the fear of self-promoting. It's definitely not something that comes naturally to me. I'm naturally quite introverted. Um, but um, I a few months ago, I sort of had a thought in my mind, which was, that I'm never going to achieve anything meaningful if I let the fear of what other people think stopping me stop me from doing what I want. Um, now, I obviously still care what other people think because I think that's just normal, but I can't let it stop me from pursuing things and from self-promoting and that sort of thing. And another thing that um, occurred to me was everyone that, you know, everyone that I admire, everyone that's been successful has had to self-promote in some way, um, even if it doesn't look like what we would typically call self-promotion. They've had to, you know, they've had to back themselves. They've had to push themselves out of their comfort zone and into people's line of sight. Yes. And actually, something while you were talking that occurred to me is that your um, your courage to give up alcohol and I'm going to say courage because you are suddenly swimming against a tide that most other people aren't doing that was overriding you like it doesn't matter what other people think that was the tricky part of it you know people questioning your choices but you still were like but I know that for me this is the right decision so it's almost like it's it it was birthed from that and that same um, principle can be put to growing your business you know it's the right thing to help other people do you know and, and and move in that journey as well regardless of what other people think and it's a very tricky one I think for business owners to um, you know we wear many hats we're usually very good at a, a couple of things and that's why we go into what we want to go into but all of a sudden we have to do all of these extra things that 
when you're an employee, you don't have to really consider. And all of a sudden you're, you're so out there, you're, you're having to really embrace challenges. So I'd love to ask you what now is kind of comfortable for you. I don't like using the word comfortable, but where do you feel like I'm okay to do that? You know, I've, I've, I've overcome that. What, what's that look like in terms of visibility? Um, I think something that I've overcome is even just telling people what I do. Like I felt, I felt, I honestly, I felt a little bit embarrassed just even being telling people what I do um, and um, use it, you know, promoting myself in any way. And even, even just recently, that's been something that I've really had to overcome and just that's been that. And, and, and just doing that has yielded so much, you know, so many positive results that um, it really, it, it has been, it's been reinforcing. <laughs> it's that's been great. reinforcing that I've been doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so good. Mm. I, I work, almost all of my clients face the, a very similar uh, roadblock in their, in their business growth is like, I, they, they almost are frozen in the idea of being true or truthful about their journey mm. and where they're going because they're, they're, they're concerned that people are going to be like you're doing what hang on a second and maybe I don't know if it's for you but you've you are you know you're a, you're a GP you've got that kind of uh, in in other people's uh, mind you're you're established you're on a career path why on earth would you ever deviate off that <laughs> um, has yeah. that been something that's 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 come up or um, I I was very worried about about that sort of response. Um, I was very worried about um, people in, you know, um, other doctors being like, why, why are you doing this? You know, you've, you've done all this training, why are you doing this? But I, I actually found the opposite. I found that everyone was very encouraging. And, um, and I think that especially um, over the past, you know, two years with COVID and that sort of thing, uh, there's been a, a trend where doctors are wanting to move away from you know at least that part-time from um not mainstream medicine but move away from the usual ways that medicine's been practiced because um because COVID has exposed the gaps in the system and because obviously we know that telehealth is not you know you can't use it for all things but you can use it for some things um, and that, you know, that does broaden the horizons a bit. So mm -hmm. opening mm. up opportunities. Yeah. 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 That's good. And actually I imagine that from a coaching perspective to have that also accreditation of I'm also a GP must come that, that must really benefit you. I would have thought because you're coming at it from both angles. You're coming from a, maybe a more holistic approach as well as a science-based approach. So you've got You've got both angles covered it's 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 a nice i i always my one of my biggest um wishes for the future is that every gp practice has within the, the facilities to be able to offer a nutritionist to be able to offer um someone that who can chat about 
looking at your body holistically and covering off all bases. Um, so that's what I'm putting out to the universe is that's that's where the future I would like to see our future for our kids go. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be good. <laughs> it would. <laughs> um, so going back to the kind of business side of things, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you do to make you know your the business easy and effortless? What what's for you the thing that you'd be like? Bring, I'm there. <laughs> Um, I think just um, visibility and just getting myself getting myself seen by who needs to be seen and who needs to see my messages. Um, I think that would be that if I could wave a magic wand, that would be the thing. Um, I feel you know once um, once I'm seen, I feel quite comfortable with you know things from then on. It's just it's just that part and. It sometimes, you know, it sometimes feels like you are fighting a, against the algorithm a bit because, you know, you never know what um, what content is going to do well, um, mm -hmm. how, you know, how people are going to react to what you're saying, that sort of thing. So. Yes, yes. Excellent. So if I could give any advice from a, a leadership coaching perspective, I always think a really great thing when it comes to feeling confident in visibility and what you're saying is, and I think you've got this nailed, is really know your audience, know who they are, what their problem is, so that you can talk to the problem with a solution versus um, putting content out there. And then you're worried about who's seeing it and maybe not the right people are seeing it and therefore it's not going down well. So it's like, where does your ideal future client hang out? What are their problems? And can you mm. talk about those problems with a solution? And that's always, I think, a great way for people to just tiptoe over that. Oh, God, I'm putting myself out there because they're receptive mm. to it. They want that content because suddenly you're talking their language. They're like, oh, I feel like that. Oh, my God, this woman knows what she's she's, you know, that's exactly yeah. where I am. She can help me. So that's <laughs> that's that's how I always approach it for my clients who who um, who are also looking to, to extend that visibility piece. Um, hmm. what is the best bit of advice that you've been given or perhaps if it could be that you've given yourself um so I I came across this advice um from Gretchen Rubin and it said you make one good choice and then you stick with that choice and that means that you don't have to keep you know exhausting your willpower making decisions all the time um and that sort of initially stuck with me when I gave up drinking alcohol um, because, you know, I, if I decide early on, you know, I'm not drinking tonight, I'm not drinking, um, then I don't need to keep making the decision again and again, you know. Mm. And, um, and then it's also um, just in general um, in life, obviously you do change your mind now and then, but, um, you know, making one good healthy choice and then sticking to it. Um, and that way you're not exhausting yourself with decision fatigue. I love that. And I think as well, it's always those micro decisions, even if they're a daily micro decision, I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to have a biscuit. Hmm. 10 days in a row, it's like, actually for 10 days, I haven't had a biscuit. And that is making that micro decision is going a little bit more macro. <laughs> and yeah. that's how that sort of snowball effect happens. So I love that. It's almost like taking, uh, taking each day as it comes, but just with one decision, you don't need to just go on repeat. Am I doing mm. this? Am I doing it? I've made that decision this morning. So we're all good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. 
And any good book recommendations that have helped you, and it could be on any part of your journey. Mm. So, um, well, in terms of sobriety, this book ended up like the sample ended up on my Kindle almost by accident was Catherine Gray's um, Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. And I recommend that to, to anyone who's at all curious about giving up alcohol. Um, in terms of just general good books about um, habits, I really like James Clear's Atomic Habits. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, Gretchen Rubin's Better Than Before. Um, oh, and too. then, yeah, yeah. And I also really like Jen Sincero, the oh, You Are too. a Badass and yes. Badass at Making Money. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I love her. Those, yes, yes. She's great. Yeah. She's, um, I like listening to her on audio as well because she is just, she's just says it how it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fluff around it. Um, mm. And what I love about her books as well is that I, I find a lot with, especially growth or personal development books, is I almost feel like I could have got all of that information in three chapters, but they sort of spread it out over 15. And, yeah. Um, whereas with her, she's just like, boom, 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 boom. That's it. We're done. Yes. <laughs> Next one. <Yeah. laughs> um, that's right. That, yeah, no, that's great. And I loved what you said about uh, the book that almost appeared on your, your audio. It's like that again, you know, it's like those little, you make a decision and then the universe throws you these Yes. these little nuggets to say you're on the right path this is exactly yeah. what you need mm. from that synchronicity yeah. it's beautiful it is, <laughs> it is. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing well look I wish you so much success with your health coaching um what is your dream in a few years time do you still want to stay in GP practice or would you like to move over full-time to your coaching what does that look like for for Megan I'm um, I'm not 100% sure yet. I think I would like to eventually move over to to coaching, if not full-time, then most of the time. I'd like that to be, you know, the the majority of my my work. Um, and I'd like to um, I'd like to expand to, you know, uh, group coaching, um, some courses, that sort of thing. That would be something I'd eventually like to like to do as well. And I have no doubt that you will you will succeed with that. So Thank you so much for chatting. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much. And please do subscribe and share Soul Leaders.